0: No worries, we got you covered. Welcome to the After Midnight Podcast with Granger Smith.
1: You all ready? Here we go. Hey. Welcome to Thursday, America. Hey everybody, I'm Kenny Chesney. Hey, it's Dan and Shay. That's right. Hey, this is
0: Miranda Lambert.
1: Hey, it's Justin, hey, it's Moore. Justin Moore. This is the one and only. The
0: name alone is a staple in country music. Like, let's not
1: lie. Welcome to After Midnight with Granger Smith. You want to talk about options? This guy has got them. Dennis Barnes, a senior at International High School of New Orleans, set a new national record by receiving offers from 125 colleges and universities, totaling over $9 million in scholarships. Barnes, who has a cumulative GPA of 4.98 and is fluent in Spanish aims to reach $10 million in offered scholarships by the end of the month. He plans to pursue a dual undergraduate degree in computer science and criminal justice and has already completed two years of dual enrollment at Southern University of New Orleans. Barnes offers this advice for other seniors applying to colleges and scholarships. The road to a successful future is to plan ahead. Network with collegiate partners and know that if you see your vision, you can achieve your goal. Granger, this is Richard, also known as Time Bomb, my CB handle. I'm a truck driver, pull out of uh, Kentucky to Columbus, Ohio, uh, five days a week. Leave out at one o'clock in the
0: morning and uh, make the circle. Uh, Thank you for being out here with us uh, and keeping us awake and alert as we uh, run these uh, 80,000-pound trucks up and down these roads here.
1: Time bomb, I appreciate you, brother. Thank you for listening, and thanks for that hard work you're doing on the third shift. Keep that greasy side down, brother. It's time for Earl Dibbles and Dumb Criminals. I'm Ron Dibbles Jr. I'm a country boy. I'm an honest boy, too, and crime don't pay. I got a story to prove it. After being caught with a bag of heroin, a man told the cops that his family sent it to him from Guatemala and that he thought it was chili powder. The 35-year-old was pulled over Thursday in Clearwater, Florida and charged with driving with a permanently revoked license. However, while searching the car, they found a large clear bag containing almost 30 grams of heroin. He was eventually charged with narcotics trafficking and is facing a probation violation charge. I don't think I'd want to try his chili. He's done.
0: Thanks for staying up with us. This is After Midnight with Granger Smith. I believe back in the 50s or 60s, there was a man who developed a peel, and you just dumped it in a tank of water in your car and it turned, turned it to, into fuel. Uh, I was wondering if you ever heard about that.
1: Okay, brother, thanks for calling, looking this up. It says the gasoline pill or gasoline powder is claimed to turn water into gasoline, which can be used to run a combustion engine. The gasoline pill is one of several claims of suppressed inventions that circulated as urban legends. I'm reading off Wikipedia. It says usually these urban legends are allegedly a conspiracy theory that the oil industry seeks to suppress the technology that turns water into gasoline. Okay, and then it says the guy's name is Guido Franch. In the United States, the best-known claim to have invented the gasoline pill was the work of one Guido Franch, who was active from the 1950s through the 1970s, and Franch calls the resulting liquid Motap fuel. Uh, It goes on to say that he was a blue-collar worker in Livingston, Illinois, and then it goes on to say that this gasoline pill is chemically impossible. Gasoline is a hydrocarbon fuel, which means it consists of mixture of molecules made up of carbon and hydrogen. Water, on the other hand, consists of hydrogen and oxygen. Um, A lot of other stuff, but it says it's impossible. The the idea sounds great, though. And and I do have to mention, just like Wikipedia did, that it could be a, a, a whole conspiracy theory that the oil industry is seeking to suppress this technology that actually exists. So they could be trying to shut this idea down and making it sound like it's a chemical impossibility. (laughs) Anyway, I'm not a chemist. so I couldn't begin to tell you. Someone knows. Call me 866-607-8383. Talking about alternative fuel options for the last few days. And if you know something more about this, chime in on the conversation. Thanks for staying up with us. This is After Midnight with Granger Smith. So last night I brought up the option of natural gas as an alternative fuel I don't know much about that. I don't know how easy it would would be to convert an engine, a combustion engine, into uh, consuming natural gas. And the reason I say it is because you know I've traveled in West Texas and you see all those oil rigs burning that natural gas out of those stacks and these huge flames, and they're burning it off, and it's like, man, I, I know they're doing that because it's it's just not profitable, or it's not they can't. It's hard to to capture that and store it. I don't know. One of those reasons it has to do with money, I'm sure, but it just seems like if we're we're trying to find some kind of alternative idea to help help the planet along, you know, whatever they say, then what, is natural gas an option? So, this is the voicemail I got last night to my number 866-607-8383. six zero seven eighty three eighty three. I'll play it right now.
0: Hey, Granger, heard you talking about natural gas. Uh, two things on that. It's not really that it's too expensive to harness, it's more of the supply and demand that it's not profitable enough to harness and just keep around. Uh, there's not a big enough demand. Now, if more vehicles were running off of LNG, maybe there would be a demand to harness it. But I've also, being in the trucking industry, talked to a lot of mechanics who have worked on diesels and LNG and and all different types of engines and a lot of them were like, I'm not touching that because it is extremely combustible and it's kind of like just sitting on a ticking time bomb.
1: Yeah, that's interesting. And I I understand, you know, there's not enough money in it. You can't store it like that. But what's interesting about what you said is no mechanic wants to work on it because it's so combustible, like a ticking time bomb. Never thought of it that way. And so there's got to be something else we could use all that gas for, all natural gas. I mean, I know homes use it, but there's got to be there's got to be a bigger purpose for it than instead of just burning it off. Obviously, you can't run trucks with it. That sounds that sounds really scary. Taking your phone calls again about alternative fuel systems and the conspiracy behind it. 866-607-8383.
0: So, I had a friend who wanted to make
1: a diesel tractor run on water. He was Meeting with a gentleman in Columbus who had already figured out how to make said tractor run on water. And the guy was meeting at a showney over near Rickenbacker Air Force Base in Columbus. Dude was murdered before they ever got to have their meeting. Doesn't that make you wonder? Wow. That's crazy. You do hear stories like that. You don't ever have like a, a person that's connected directly to the story like you are. I've never heard someone directly related to it. I've just heard maybe, you know, like in passing... On those rogue websites, the conspiracy websites, you see that every once in a while. Could we run an engine on water? Is that even possible? I I know nothing that could even act like I know what I'm talking about when it comes to chemistry and running an engine of any kind on water. But is it possible? And has it been tried before? And would this even be a sustainable thing for the future? Because water is, is, is a limited resource as well. It's fresh water. So what do you do with that? Call me, 866-607-8383. Someone chime in if they have an idea about what to do about alternative fuel systems. I mean, surely electric vehicles, the way they're set up now, is not the way of the future, right? We are After Midnight. You're
0: up After Midnight with Granger Smith.
1: Imagine driving down the road and then you see money pouring out of the window of the car in front of you. Yeah, a man in Oregon has delighted motorists and infuriated his family by tossing nearly $200,000 onto Interstate 5 in Eugene, Oregon. This is a real story. Colin Davis McCarthy, who's 38 years old, said he was chunking fistfuls of $100 bills out of his car window because he was doing well and wanted to bless others with the gifts of money, (laughs) according to state police. This has apparently left McCarthy's family broken and fuming now they've asked drivers who snatched up some of the cash along the highway to return it police say they can't force anyone to give it back since the account was in mccarthy's name so he's allowed to do with it as he pleases
0: yeah this is david uh just letting you know on this early morning late night however you want to call it i'm one of these lonely truck drivers is trying to get things from point a to point b so that's what i'm doing this morning Love the show, love the music. Keep it up. Have a good
1: one. Well, I appreciate you having us on, on your way to point B, sir. And I just want to tell you right now, you're not lonely if we're all together, okay? Thanks for listening to After Midnight.
0: This day in history on After Midnight.
1: On this day, April 27th, 1773, British Parliament passed the Tea act 1956, Rocky Marciano retired as the world champion of boxing. 2005, the Jumbo Jet Airbus A380 made its first flight. 2009, GM announced their plan to phase out the Pontiac. Some famous birthdays include radio great Casey Kasem, rapper Lizzo, Duck Dynasty's Cy Robertson, President Ulysses S. Grant. Those are just a few things that went down on this day in history. Thanks for staying up with us. You're listening to After Midnight with Granger Smith. Talking the last few nights after Elon Musk came out and said that the biggest problem facing humanity right now is population implosion, meaning population is going down, not up. And we see this in some of the biggest contributors to the economy. Those countries are the ones suffering the worst. United States is like dead even, death versus births. Uh, Japan is going half half as many births as there are deaths right now. now that's wild stuff. Think about that for a second. That country's in serious trouble. And it's not like something you just flip a switch and fix it. It's not like a policy the government comes out with and says, you must now have four children. That doesn't work that way. It's a cultural thing. It's stuck in their head. You can't, you can't change a cultural paradigm overnight. And they tried so hard in the Far East to change that paradigm when they used to think 30, 40 years ago that overpopulation was the problem now everyone's scrambling realizing oh we might be in deep trouble so then i give it to after midnight and i, and I present it to you guys the third shifters and then i get flooded with calls saying i don't want to have kids it's too expensive i don't want to raise children in this world etc cetera, etc cetera. those are those are the things i hear and i think wow it's happening it's happening here. We, and, and whether we realize it or not, yes, raising a child is expensive. Yes, the cost of living is outrageous right now. But whether we realize it or not, it's become a cultural paradigm where now we ask ourselves the questions, do I want to do this? Nah, I don't want to have any kids. Too tough for me. So then the problem continues to get worse. What do we do? What do you do about this? What do we change? Call me, eight six 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 zero seven. 8383. 83. You know, I'm, I'm 25 and I've always wanted kids. You know, I drive a Semi at night. I make a decent wage. But, you know, I've got bills
0: and just trying to be able to pay for all those and raise a child, it, it's difficult because, like you said, you know, the cost of living's going up. And I think that's a lot to do with why younger kids aren't having as many kids because it is expensive to raise a child and like I said I don't even have kids yet and I know that it's expensive but I know friends of mine who only have one kid and they're like it is expensive it is outrageous but look at all the
1: memories you get to have and so I mean you know it's it's one of them things how do you weigh it out you're also still young brother and, and I feel like at 25, I didn't. no way I wanted kids either. But then you get a little, just a little bit older and, and things start clicking. Or you meet the right person and you go, man, th- yeah, this is right. But I understand it does cost a lot. So what do we do to fix that? Because in the old days, they didn't talk like that. They said, I need to make more babies so that they could help work around the house. So that they could help do chores. And in some countries, that still happens. I was just in Cambodia, and they make more babies to help do chores. But now, in America, we make babies and it just becomes little anchors that drag us down. and Financial burdens. So how do we change that? Call me. 866-607-8383. The
0: main reason a lot of people don't want to have kids is because of what the world has became today. Like when I was a kid... You can roam the streets and do whatever, and you barely ever heard a kid getting kidnapped. And now it's all—you hear it all the time. It's just everything's got worse, and I don't know if I want to bring something up into this. Uh, I love your show, and I appreciate
1: you. Yeah, thanks for the call, brother. So somebody else chime in on this. 866-607-8383. Is that a reason to not have babies? Because we see bad things in the world. Or is that a time to raise up good kids to become good adults— to help change something? Is, is that a time to pour in to having babies, to, to, to do the right thing? Or do we just back off and say, nope, no kids. I don't want to have any kids in this world. Where does that leave us? Let's think about this. We're After Midnight. Thanks for staying up with us. You're listening to After Midnight with
0: Granger Smith. Granger, I'm in my late 50s. I come from a family of eight. Families can't afford that anymore. Main reason... In the past, the father usually worked, the mother stayed home, took care of the kids. They just, he can't afford that now. Families are struggling with one or two kids if they only have one income. How are you going to take care of a large family with only one income? It's just, it's not doable anymore.
1: Yeah, I hear you. And I agree with you. And and I wish we can kind of unpack that a little bit together, all of us, and think about a couple things. First, it doesn't. It seem like when people have kids now, it's like straight to the daycare. And as you mentioned on the call, you, you know, in the old days, the the dad would work, the mom would stay home and save money from daycare because the daycare is so expensive. And so we kind of justify it, say one parent needs to work, one parent needs to stay home. Now we say both parents need to work to make money, and then it, but it offsets by how much it costs for daycare. Is there something to that? Are we thinking through that? Here's the other thing. This, this I love to unpack this. When we say kids are expensive, what are we including in that comment? Are we including travel baseball? Are we including new Nikes for school? The things that may not be necessary. You know, as parents, we try so hard to give our kids a better life than what we had. That's what we say, right? I just want them to have a better life than I had. But you turned out all right, didn't you? So could it be a form of child abuse to give them too much? What is that doing? Interesting thought, right? I do believe that the government is trying to control our population. There's so much conspiracies and videos and and so much out there that's telling us that the government is in control. I believe that right now the war our society is like uh, overpopulated and the government don't have no control. And I think they're trying to minimize that by by telling us that we can't have certain kids, honestly, but that's my one thought. Thanks for listening. Take care. Yeah, they could do that in a few different ways. They can perpetuate that idea that kids are too expensive, or the idea that oh, this world's too bad. You don't want to have kids. It's better. It looks cooler, and it's way better to just be single or be a young couple without kids. And you're going to save a lot of money. And plus, look how look how bad the world is. You don't want to bring kids into this world. This is too bad. You you don't. Wanna, and it's really expensive. They can perpetuate that idea. How? Social media. Absolutely. Look at TikTok. TikTok does many different things. One, it perpetuates that idea that it's not cool to have kids. And it also perpetuates this idea that, hey, we'll also give your kids something to do at home. They're going to watch our app all day. They're going to swipe on this app all day long. So they don't contribute to anything worthwhile in your house besides be little vampires. Just sucking the blood out of your family and your paycheck. TikTok, social media, today's culture, it, it creates little vampires. We just want to just take all the blood right out of the family. I'm telling you, it didn't used to be that way. Kids used to contribute to the family. That's why they had more of them. Now, this is all just just a big crockpot of, of things that are going on that, that have now resulted in what Elon Musk is calling population implosion. What do you think about this? Contribute to this conversation. Somebody knows way more than me out there. Call me 866-607-8383. What are your thoughts? You're up after midnight with Granger Smith.
0: Hey, Granger, just want to say thank you for all you do every night, every day. gets get me going on the way to work. I manage the Circle K in Ohio, Listen to you every morning on the way to work. Hey, you get my blood going, man. I appreciate
1: you. Well, buddy, I appreciate that so much. That makes me feel good. Thank you for listening.
0: After Midnight with Granger Smith.
1: Yee-yee. All right, what did we learn on After Midnight tonight? Good news showed us that uh, one overachiever lives in New Orleans. He's doing really good. Weird news showed us how some people could just throw away their money. In our conversations, we learned that population implosion is a real thing. We took a lot of calls on why people are not having children these days. Very interesting stuff. I'm Granger Smith. Another day closer to the weekend. Hey, before you run off and get your Thursday going, let me remind you, God is great and He's worthy of our praise. Thanks for sharing Thursday with me. I'll see you back again tomorrow for finally Friday. See you then. You're up After Midnight. After Midnight
0: with Granger Smith. Heard on more than 200 radio stations nationwide and all over the world on the free iHeartRadio app. Hit up AfterMidnight.com to find a radio station near you and make sure and follow us on instagram at after midnight granger smith thanks for listening to the after midnight podcast check the back seat
1: check the back
0: seat all right come here